can. Is it rolling, Bob? Cheap, Jake. I guess this would be uh, the start. Don't think I've recorded any other clips. Tried uh, yesterday. I was at uh, Canzine. Uh, that's a, uh, a gathering. This one was held at the AGO for uh, indie publishers, I guess. One way of putting it. They're, you know, people putting out comics and uh, little magazines and stories. So it was full of writers and artists and... Uh, People just in that scene in general, and of course all the people who are coming to see it. And there were probably a couple of thousand visitors probably during the day. Hundreds of people presenting. There was just, I mean, it was packed. This is in the basement of the Art Gallery of Ontario. And um, <clears throat> they had set up tables and you could barely make it through the aisles. There was just so much to see. So uh, I picked up one comic. I was very impressed. Got talking to the guy. It was called uh, The Paper Boy, I think. And it's going to be one of a series of five comics very well drawn uh, good storyline I read it yesterday um, and I started talking to the guy and of course I was holding in my bag my own copy of this Dixon Jane zine that uh, I'm putting out my, now there was nothing like mine there mine doesn't really qualify in those terms mine is just something you read it's all print there's no cartoons little bit minimal bit of artwork um so it, it, it's just not something that fit. And uh, when Brent asked, Brent the Closet Geek, who I was there with, if I would be setting up a booth, the answer, of course, is no, that uh, I'm not looking for more readers or to make money on this thing at all. Uh, so there, that bridges two topics, the uh, what I did yesterday uh, um, and what I'm going to talk about a little more, the uh, Dixon Jane zine. And the fact that I did not podcast prior to this because uh, I met Brent with the intention that after we had done with Canzine, we had um, head to the bar, in this case it was the Imperial Pub, and maybe record a Gappage podcast again, bring that thing back to life. Uh, we tried at the uh, AGO and it was far too noisy. And by the time we got to uh, the um, Imperial Pub, Blue Jays were losing, uh, the bar was noisy, uh, Brad, uh, formerly of the uh, Keith McNally tribe, crew, gang, posse, was with us and it just wasn't time. So I did something I rarely do and I'm glad I did it. Um, I had two pints. I made a decision to go home, just hop on a streetcar on Dundas, which I love that streetcar ride. Uh, it takes me to Broadview and then subway all the way to Kennedy. Um, decided just not to. I, I could have at that point. You know, two is just at the point where, okay, if I order one more, then that's it. I, let's have a night out. Let's have fun. Or let's go light up a joint. I've got one in my pocket. Let's have a couple of toots, get another beer, and uh, just get into some laughter and conversation and crazy stuff and I didn't and I'm glad of that now mind you while I was waiting for the streetcar I fished out the J but couldn't find my lighter so again I spared myself but the, the decision was when it came to ordering that third beer I sat there and looking across at two geeks much younger than I um, talking programming and stuff and games that I know nothing about and I was happy to see them chatting because so I was the link between those two at that time, you know, because Brad knew I was going to be at Kenzine too. Um, but I thought I could go home now, put on the TV. I've got beer in the fridge, good beer in the fridge, and I've got this wonderful little pussycat I can put on my lap and sit there and feel that warmth and make it happy and by scratching its head. And oh man, that just sounded so nice. As opposed to ordering another beer, spending the money, sitting in a bar, and who knows what's going to happen down the road. <laughs> and I don't mind seeing that. It's not like, oh, I copped out. Now, if there had been 
a little more reason to stay. For example, if we had uh, a Bob Goyetch or somebody there, I might have just hung in a little longer for a little more conversation. But I think we had almost gone about as far as we could. It was very interesting comparing thinking. Brad was talking about maybe going to Japan in 2018. And he had mapped it out when he was going. That's how he makes decisions. There's this long process involved. And so he was studying Japanese now and... Uh, this would be, you know, two years down the road. And it didn't seem to be a question of money. It just seemed to be that would be the time he would go. And I talked about my plan of uh, car breaking down, girlfriend leaving me, not finding a job, uh, fireworks from Yokohama, and then suddenly this passage in a um, in a uh, random book by Alan Watts that I came across after having a talk saying, come and join the Cosmic Dance, and that was just the tipping point. Uh, now, of course, the seed was already planted when our good friend uh, Rob, uh, a.k.a. Singapore Sam, now living in Thailand, had a um, wonderful, spectacular B&B. Uh, I've got to be visiting him for sure, uh, while I can still walk. Um... He had said, come on, lots of jobs in Japan. He was right. Of course, that was the fall of 1984. And uh, so there's where one of the directions our conversation went. And I realized, wow, my way of thinking, and especially the times I grew up in, were just so, so different from what these guys are facing now. And and, uh, we did have a common connection there, which maybe these days... The times we live in, the outlook for the future, may account for why a lot of young people are depressed and withdrawn and not feeling all the hope and optimism that uh, I certainly felt when I was young. Yeah, I really was born in a very fortunate time. Both of them said that. And the other thing about the conversation, I was just looking, I was just listening to uh, Jason with a J uh, talking about being a roadie in his days back in Cleveland and realized, God damn it, I've got so many stories from the past that I never seem to come to. There's bits and pieces get dropped into this podcast or the former Dixon Janes podcast. Uh, this is Baby's Alley Talks, by the way. Uh, your host, Ken, speaking to you on this glorious fall day. Uh, it's cool, the temperatures drop, but the sun is out, just slightly cloud-hidden right now and I'm at um, on my favorite bench here in Bluffers Park the one where I'm overlooking the little inlet where the uh, the boats go in and out uh, yeah the stories from the past that I, I have for some reason I get so caught up in what's happening now and um, very seldom you know get through those things now some might come up in the Dixon Jane zine but I was thinking I was telling them um uh, Brent and Brad a little bit about the 1970s out in Vancouver and the uh, the crazy hot tub parties that always ended up in somebody naked and lots of people drunk and uh, these wild times. I was talking about our good friend John, now a dearly departed John, uh, who was such a, a central figure for all of us when we headed out. Wow, and John had a party. You were going to go to that party, and uh, we were we were ruffians. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good word. I mean, we didn't rough people up. It was just we were uh, knew that we would be there and we would be as drunk as anybody and uh, and doing crazy things. I, I have this image. At the end of one of his parties, there was a, a woman who showed up in a Mustang convertible. And uh, I got out of the pool or the hot tub, the hot tub, I guess, just had a bathing suit on and just sat myself in the passenger seat of her car uh, she was surprised to find me there when it was her time to go home. And I insisted she was going to be, she was taking me home. And of course she was going to have nothing. I think there was a big call for John, get this asshole out of my car. <laughs> it seemed uh, such a, a great idea at the time. All right, now's your chance, man. Get in there. And uh, she would have none of it. We, um, yeah, no, there was lots of things that happened. We, we, we were notorious, and uh, there were certain houses we were banned from. Uh, no, you guys aren't coming back ever. That was fun. This was me, Barnacle Bill, 
uh, good, the Barstool Buddha and uh, and others out there on the West Coast. We were uh, we were quite a gang in the uh, in the 1970s. We all moved out there and uh, after finishing university, and uh, so I moved out. I guess the fall of '72 and. Uh, we we set up a shop in Vancouver, West Van, North Van, never West Van, North Van, and uh, the West End of Vancouver and Kitsilano, and uh, we had our times, and they were fun, and they were wild, and uh, we were irresponsible and uh, loving it. Yeah, so I guess that's uh, that's quite a warm up, hey? Eh? Holy shit, ten minutes, and I covered almost everything I wanted to get onto. But now I'm going to focus a little more on the uh, Dixon Jane scene. I just came back from uh, Staples. I did have an offer, uh, MMD's brother, to uh, print this thing, but he's in China now, and I needed—I felt I needed to do this in person, and uh, they're out in Brampton, as you know, so um, that just didn't happen, and uh, went to Stables, and got a, a, a rookie who could not understand, and came up with a quote of $100, and really the price was $60 tax in, uh, he really needed a lot of instruction, and, and I was just feeling worse and worse. Hey, I, I came out here in July and priced this whole thing out, and I even had the the records with me. And in the end, he had to get a a young younger woman to come over and explain how it was priced and how it was done and what I had to do. Now, the thing is, my USB would not work in their machines at all. So I bought another USB stick, and uh, it's pretty amazing, you know. Jesus, like, what was it? Sixteen gigabytes for nine dollars. That's I know. There's probably better deals that you've heard of, but it's just something you just pick up because I'm going back to the days of you know floppy disk when you're, you've got your damn Mac with two disk drives and you're inserting this disk and it's trying to read and copy the program and then it spits it out and you put in the other one and then it spits it out and you put in the other one and I felt this is just you're just a monkey minding the machines to quote uh, D.H. Lawrence uh, which reminds me back to the Dixon Jane zine I, I neglected Adam contributed poem and I think I should put in a few of my own favorite poems. That that was one of them. D.H. Lawrence, oh, for God's sake, you know. Uh, I can't remember the rest of it. But anyway, let, let us not be monkeys minding machines, you know, sitting with a blank look upon our face with our tails curled. And he's saying, get out there and live and lust and uh, experience life full on. So... 12 pages this issue, most of which I put in from books and so on. There are a few contributors, and I've already thanked them. I'm going to send out a cover letter, and I'm going to mail it out for free to uh, anybody who asks, and some who didn't ask, but they're going to get it anyway, uh, with the hope that people say, yeah, I see what you're doing here, and this could be interesting, and especially if more people write in. And, uh, yeah, I'll subscribe. So what I have to do is get a PayPal account or something to make it easy that people can just say, boom, Here's the money. It's in my bank. That was easy. And uh, so that at the end of the year, if I put out four of these, I'm not, you know, uh, 500 bucks in the hole or something. I'd really rather not be. 60 bucks to copy this many. And then you got your mailing and your envelopes and all that stuff. So, yeah, there's more to do. Um, but I sincerely hope, I, I feel really good about the effort, I feel good about the end product uh, I think there's just a lot in there that has to be of interest to somebody, or the kind of people I'm trying to reach anyway on this podcast and uh, and in real life as well so I'm what I'm really excited about is that this may be a bit of a blending of the uh, podcast listeners with the old Dixon Jeans uh, readers uh, many of whom are part of that 1970s group out in Vancouver back when I lived there alright I guess that's enough for a warm up but uh, the sun is beaming down on me again my wife I just had email she's uh, having a busy time of visiting her brother in uh, in Japan and um, I've got to uh, get food to feed my son we're batching it for the next 10 days so I've got to pick up a few more things so we can have a supper together I'm trying to get him to rake the leaves uh Friday didn't want to do it. Saturday forgot to do it. Sunday, still in bed when I left. It's now about, uh, what, 4.30, 5, yeah, 5 o'clock. And we'll give it another try.
And um, I don't know. I, I this, sometimes you just feel good. I feel good about having the home. I feel good. I, but my my giant screen TV, which I talked about and said, "Oh my God, this is going to be this is going to suck away my life." It has, but I really enjoy it. Like, it's, watching sports like hockey or baseball on a giant screen is just fabulous. And uh, it's a good, it's a Samsung, it's a really decent TV and movies. And yesterday I watched The Petrified Forest, an old black and white film, and it was great too. And it's the one uh, Adam Greatrix was referring to. And, 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 where were we going with that? Yeah, well, yeah, that's stuff I gotta do, yeah. Get a few more groceries. Get something to go with the barbecue stuff I'm going to do tonight. One of these sidekicks dishes. A little more food for Pussycat. And just get on with a pleasant evening. Yeah, I guess what I did want to say when I dropped my wife off on Friday, being Sunday now, I am so fortunate to have her for my wife. And all the other things that she does for me and for us. I'm sitting on a cushion. I'm on this hard wooden bench, but I'm sitting on a cushion. And this is a cushion that just appeared in my car one day when I'd gone away with my study tour and I came back. And there's one of these windshield screens, you know, in the summer that blocks out the bright sunlight coming in that she had just bought and put in my car. And this little cushion that was sitting there so I'd have an extra layer of padding if I wanted it. And I'm using it now, and it feels just wonderful. Wow, to be sitting on a soft cushion on a wooden bench on a coolish day. All little, little, little things that my wife does. And uh, I'm just so fortunate. And I know you've heard on this podcast, I just don't do enough to show my appreciation, to express it, to uh, to let her feel how grateful I am. But... Uh, I am very, very thankful. All right, we're going to end on that note. I'll give you a song. I've been listening again to Dylan. I have a, a lot of Dylan. Still angry I did not get bringing it all back home. Went looking for it. They don't have it in the store. Got to get that CD now. Um, although I suppose I could just do a, an iTunes download. I'd just rather have the CD. You know, so I feel, hey, I, it's mine. I have it. Uh, but putting Dylan on shuffle, wow, what a body of work. There's just so much there that is so good. Uh, I'm I'm just in awe and, and feel, again, fortunate that he is of my time. Wow. Okay. Let's go. Five. Got to get going. Got stuff to do. Got to get supper ready. Got to get my son out of bed and get him raking with a promise of a decent supper at the end of it. All right. Bye for now. Ken, sometimes Scarborough dude, and uh, in essence, baby Sally, but uh, we still haven't explained that, have we? We'll do that later. Bye for now.
Check, check. Okay, I've got the uh, <clears throat> recorder, the Olympus LS10. I see that. I think they have an 11 and a 12 out now. Uh, boy, if anybody was just looking for getting new podcasting gear, I just so highly recommend this Olympus uh, that I've got. I, I mean, you could set it in your home studio, just put on a little tripod, which you can pick up for 5 bucks, like I did online, and uh, record there or do what I do, travel with it, just Stick it in your pocket. Go anywhere. Record anytime, any place. I love it. And uh, I was so fortunate to get this one because, as you remember, some of you, uh, my bag with, geez, my uh, Tom Tom and my Olympus and I don't know what else was in there got stolen uh, from the car. And I was able to order this online. It was very hard to get. It's one of the last, you know, available in some store and. Uh, I was just so excited to say, no, no, I'm not giving up. I'm not letting that thief uh, do me in and settle for something less. All right, enough on the tech side of things. I'm in Bluffers Park. It's Tuesday. It's about noon. Oh, geez, about 1 o'clock. Holy moly. Um, it's a busy day, and I've got lots to say. First of all, I'm just going to get this out of the way. I'm, I'm marking papers still, and the topic I gave the students was name three things you would do if you had an autistic child, if you were the parent of an autistic child. And I did that because the reading passage for the test was about a mother who did an amazing job raising a son with autism who became a world-famous artist, Chinese young man. And uh, was able to sell his work. It was really good. And all the things she went through. So they had an idea, but they really didn't understand what autism was. And some of the answers are just so weird. Now, and, and it was very interesting to read because it brought out the people who were very protective. I'd never let, let, him, let him out of my sight. To, you know, take him to a psychiatrist and try and fix him. To, to a range of emotions. And uh, misinformation, and of course, the people I'm teaching are new to Canada. They don't, they don't, they haven't grown up with the values necessarily that we have of you know looking after people and those less fortunate and, and people with disabilities, whether they're mental or physical and so on. You come from a lot of countries where, boy, you're disabled and uh, you better be on the street begging if you're just not put down at birth. Uh, or eaten for good luck and strength, you know, uh, as in the case of somebody we know in Sault Ste. Marie. So I thought, I'm going to tell him about John Broadback. I'm going to get Dave's permission, of course, and Isabel's. But uh, I, I, he's a perfect example of, you know, first of all, good parenting, what they've done, and then just amazing, the abilities, the memory John has for... You know, to rhyme off names of directors and producers and actors and the movies they've been in and and this tremendous body of knowledge he has and the things that he's doing that bring him satisfaction and joy that they encourage and nourish and such as the podcasting and his cartoons. So it'll be a wonderful story. It really doesn't have a whole lot to do directly with me teaching them English but I've always felt, hey, if I'm here and I am firsthand the person a lot of these people are meeting who represent Canada, I want to drop Canadian values. That's why I always do acceptance of gays and legalizing marijuana, which as of <laughs> as of now, we will have, or soon, you know, after all the studies have been done, etc. Not going to do that overnight. Uh, so that was the first point. I, I think it's just marvelous uh, what Dave and Isabel have done. I think John is just an amazing young man. And I, I just the idea, I just listened to one where here is Dave walks into the bus stop and John gets on the bus and goes to school on his own. Wow. And uh, what he's learning and doing at school and how he's accepted by the other kids. It, it's fabulous. Um, 
Just as an aside, I have the feeling people like John may sometimes, I mean, a lot has to do with parenting, of course, but sometimes in a smaller town may get, ironically, because you wouldn't think it would be this way, better service, that maybe Toronto was just overtapped with people with special needs and some would get lost in the shuffle or put into a special school. Uh, and everybody around there knows John, understands John and John's special needs, and uh, I think are very accepting, which is wonderful. All right, let's park that. Uh, there was an election last night. Uh, there was a Blue Jays game, which was great. They're still in it, still hoping, playing the Kansas City Royals as of this podcast and uh, playing again tonight. I won't be around to watch it. I'm heading down to the central, the central of this uh Bar, well, I guess we discovered through our podcasting crew uh, that I think is quite neat. Right on uh, Markham and uh, ba- Markham and uh, Danforth. Sorry, I'm drinking a Tim Hortons coffee. I really had a nice chat with the young lady. She was wearing a wonderful black T-shirt with dark roast and a huge picture of a Tim Hortons mug, and I wanted that T-shirt. It looked really good. I thought, what a great one to wear. If they sold these things, maybe they do online. I would buy one. Uh, I think it looks great, and it's a statement. I like Tim Hortons. Trouble is, I said, just one cream, and I'm looking at it, and is that milky, whitish color, like there's got to be two creams here, and it's just a bit too much. There's no flavor of the coffee. But the uh, exchange I have with her, the talking, the laughing, the smiling, the things I like to do to make people's day a little bit nicer. It's not that I'm just so gifted at it, but I do make an effort, and I do understand. Just don't go in and say, you know, order your coffee. Engage the person. Smile. Look at them. Say something nice. Get them to talk back to you. You know, don't, don't waste time when there's a long lineup behind you. I don't do that. But just make, if you're going to have an exchange, make it a pleasant one for everybody. So that if somebody says, have a nice day, it's sincere on both sides. Uh, I did the same when I went to uh, Staples, I think, did I tell you? I don't know, maybe. Sunday I went there and I had a clerk who really didn't know anything about p- printing and putting together what I want. And I saw the young lady who was there Sunday and I said, you were here Sunday, weren't you? And I said, yeah. And I said, did you get my email? Uh, no, I checked, didn't get any. So, of course, I know that's a sign. Did you really check? Did you check hard enough? Because I sent it last night and I sent it again today. And it went through to the to the address on the piece of paper you gave me. Please check again. And I said it nicely, but a little bit, hey, <clears throat> let's not waste our time here. And, of course, she went on and said, oh, yeah, Ken Bolt. Yeah, oh, here it is. So that it's kind of a little annoying. Hey, I did send it. You told me you checked. I said, how often? When do you check? Oh, I check first thing in the morning. And I just said, okay, all right, well, I sent it last night, and I sent it again this morning just to be sure. All right, let's park that now because I've got to work with this woman. And um, she gave me a quote for 60 copies, uh, printed, double-sided, 11 by 17 sheets, three sheets, you know, three double-sided sheets, uh, folded and stapled oh so nicely with two staples in the middle. I'm holding it in my hand. The first, hot off the press, Dixon Jane's. And I said, now, I don't want to pay extra for the extra time, but I was here, you know, for a hurry job, but I was here Sunday trying to get this done, and there were some problems with somebody didn't know what to do. And uh, she said, well, I can have it for you by 7.30 tonight. And I said, oh, gee, I'm going to be downtown. I have a meeting. I didn't say I'm going to be in a bar drinking at 7, but I'm going to be downtown at a meeting. I can't make it. So, all right, I'll come tomorrow. She said, well, um, 7 o'clock? I said, no, but I could come at 5 or 5.30 if, you know, as long as that's not a rush job that I'm paying for. Okay, 5.30. So today, I get 60 copies of the Dixon Jane zine, and I'm holding it in my hand now, and I'm proud of it. This is the first edition. So some of you have already emailed in and said, yep, 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 put me down. I'm giving this one out for free, but it will be followed up. Anybody who receives this will be getting an email with a request for $12 for a Canadian subscription. What have I got here? I've got it written down here. Uh, $16 for USA, because this is to cover the cost of the printing. Like, next time it's going to cost me 80 bucks. Today, she, she said, I already quoted you a wrong price. I'll give that to you, 60 bucks. But in fact, it's going to be 80 And that's fine for 60 copies. 
Uh, $12 Canada, $16 one year USA, uh, $24 international, and I just hate to say it because nobody's going to pay $24, and I understand that, and I don't expect any international subscribers, um, but I can't pay for the postage. I'll, I'll do another run and say, gee, is there any way to mail this cheaper? But uh, anyway, here it is, 12 pages, really looks crisp, clean, it's a real zine. So I'm proud of it, and I've already started making the uh, second one. I've sort of created a framework with wider margins, because that is the problem with this one. I made the margins too small. Uh, but that's not a huge issue. It'll just look a little better, maybe a little easier to read. And um, there we go. So, boys and girls, if you're listening to this and you want your copy, I'm sending out this, a cover letter to anybody whose address I have. And if you don't, if you haven't given me your mailing address, <laughs> you better give it to me, you know, now. Uh, if you want to be in on the first round of uh, subscribers or readers to this thing and, and read it and then contribute, react to something. Part of the deal is you read something and you you react to it. You write a letter, hey, what so-and-so said in the last letter, I disagree, that's bullshit. Of course, it could be a little nice, more nicely phrased than that, but, you know, there is some room for interaction and uh, differences of opinion. I don't mind taking a lot of shit. In fact, I was reading one edition where it was just nothing but abuse between me and Barnacle Bill, um, who is... Uh, the first subscriber. He'll get the first copy. So anyway, that that's good news. Now, finally, other big news, uh, the election last night. Uh, I have mixed feelings about it. We have a, a Prime Minister Trudeau. He's our new Prime Minister. He's not sworn in yet, of course, but he will be our new Prime Minister. Son of Pierre Trudeau, my favorite. And I guess... Maybe here's a little hypocrisy on my part. When I hear about, you know, Bush families, father and son running for president, I, oh, man, that's just the corruptness of American politics. You've got to be rich and powerful and connected to uh, to win. And here I am, you know, sort of cheering on the son of a prime minister to win. And I guess it's sort of like the, the cards are stacked a certain way. So uh, I guess I have mixed feelings, except for the fact that I like him. I like Justin Trudeau. I like the family. I like his mother, even, who's a little bit crazy, uh, but has come clean and talked about mental health issues, and I think it's wonderful. I do have respect for Margaret Trudeau. Um, and he's under a lot of pressure to fulfill the promises, but he ran a good campaign, which was not just shitting on the other guy, which is what Harper did. And I'm proud of Canada, I guess more than anything. I'm proud of Canada for just saying, hey, this is not our style this negative advertising, you know, Justin Trudeau, he's nice, but just not ready. And all the negative ads and the, and the shitty things. And, and people just didn't like Harper. I mean, it took a while to catch on because still the Conservatives got 100 seats or almost uh, out in Western Canada, mainly. Boo! Uh, but... People reacted and said, hey, come on, this is not the way. It wasn't just about Trudeau's policies. Some of it was, of course. But a lot of it was a backlash against the way Harper, Stephen Harper, conducted the campaign and the kind of person he sort of proved himself to be, which was kind of mean and nasty in a lot of ways. It pains me to say that, but it's true. And I think there was a real backlash. Sad part about it all is the NDP, under Thomas Mulcair, bore the brunt of the reaction and lost terribly, lost a lot of seats to Liberals gain. Nobody predicted a Liberal majority. Uh, we thought, you know, I had hoped for actually a coalition government with the NDP and the Liberals having to work together, maybe under Justin, to actually compromise and work out issues and so on. That's not going to happen. We have another majority. Uh, so well-fought battle and uh, congratulations, hats off to Justin Trudeau. As I say, with mixed feelings, uh, and he's got an awful lot of pressure to uh, to um, you know carry through on a lot of the promises he made. As did uh, our uh, president to the south. And there was a very good article that uh, John Meadows um, posted on um, Facebook saying how hard it is. You might want to do something about the banking system or, or, you know, legal loopholes and things to big business, big targets you want to take on, but they have 
power. They are established. And it may be, excuse me, a lot harder than you think to uh, take on these giants who are nobody's willing to surrender the privileges and the power that they do have. So he's got his work cut out for him. But this is his first day, not even first day in office, just first day of uh, after the election results. It was exciting to watch. Uh, all of Toronto went liberal, boom, wiped out the Conservatives and most of the NDP. And uh, a lot of good NDP people lost in this, and that's very unfortunate. Uh, I think a lot of the blame may lie with Mulcair. And the direction, I think the NDP, instead of sticking to its roots, they came out with the promise of a balanced budget. Now, I'm sorry for most of you already know all this shit's been gone over again and again, but hey, it is the day after election. I do have to speak about it. Uh, going ahead with the balanced budget, but a lot of people were saying, no, man, we, we need to create jobs. Toronto needs a transit system. There's, there are things that have to be done. Some of the damage has to be taken care of, and, and people have to be hired back, and scientists have to be unleashed, and so on. Uh, and environmental issues have to be looked at. So there's an awful lot of spending that's going to be involved. So Trudeau got that right, it turns out. People were willing to go with spending in a deficit. And the NDP's call for a balanced budget in their first year was, uh, was a mistake. It really was a mistake. So uh, there you go. That's my opinion anyway. Everybody has their own opinion as far as politics goes. And... Um, but since this is my podcast, you get to hear what I have to say. So that's it. I I'm, I'm really am thrilled. I'm holding in my hand this resurrection of the Dixon James podcast. There's an awful lot. I'll just treat freedom. Here, here are some headings from the front page as a teaser. Freedom of speech under the press written in, um, you know, 1955. Yes. Welcome back, D&J. A ramblatorial that I wrote, but with a guest ramblatorial from uh, the Barstool Buddha, Written in the spring of 1998. Uh, a little bit about Timothy Leary, a little bit about quotes about creativity. A paltry submission for Dixon Jane's written in a Starbucks on a Saturday night. And that would be from somebody you know and I know uh, from Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm thrilled about that. It's lovely. It looks really nice. Uh, some quotes from the 10th anniversary. Uh, quotes, of course, from Hard and a Hard Rain Fell, the book I was raving about. A poem. You Can't Be a Poet on Television by Adam Greatrix. Uh, something uh, that I told my minister, or the husband, Scott, that I had qu- taken from uh, the church. After 21 years in Singapore, I got out from formerly the man known as Singapore Sam, now Rob, who runs a wonderful B&B in Thailand, and you might want to visit that someday, in Praise of Tranquility by John Meadows. Uh, something about who killed Canadian history... Um, Canadian Centennial College hiring policy. Here's something a little bit interesting on a page that's mostly to do with religion. Consecration of a Discordian Pope. I'm going to let you guess who that is, but here's a hint. He's from the West Coast. Ten Commandments for Humanists, Freethinkers, and All Secularists. And uh, this is something I've uh, talked about before and I've read out on the uh, podcast. But I've put it here in print. What is equity? Uh, the War of 1812-1814. Uh, something from We Stand on Guard, a comic. The End is Not by somebody called Alien CG in Cleveland, Ohio. Some American contributors. That excites me. I'm very happy. Thank you, guys. Henry Miller quotes. Uh, here, which, when I needed to fill a page, I went back into, I have a binder of hand-scrawled letters that I wrote to Barnacle Bill and uh, who was known as Bruce back then. Uh, and I put in parts from those letters. One was written October 10th, 1985, so exactly 30 years ago, uh, from Japan. The other was written uh, April 26, 1980, from Toronto, just before I went to uh, got the uh, plan to move to Nigeria. Uh, Allen Ginsberg, a letter actually from Neil Cassidy, uh, more quotes, Timothy Leary, and so on. And then the back page, a haiku. Thank you, MMD. Uh, two haikus. Uh, Sean Joyner from Edmonton, Alberta. Um, something very touching. Uh, something that's going to surprise Mr. Balser. I'm not even going to tell you what it is, because I'm going to mail him a copy. Something from Barney, old, a.k.a. Old Flatface, Vancouver, B.C. A little bit about Vancouver. 
and then another little blurb uh, from myself. What is the idea behind Dixon Jeans, the zine? And some free ads. So there you are. I've told you all. I don't know if that ruined it for you, if that got your interest or lost your interest. But that's what's in our first issue. Quite a bit. So please, I, I don't want to use this podcast strictly as a vehicle for uh, plugging the zine. But it is. They do flow together. There, There is a, an interconnection there. Uh, so please... Send me email, dixonjanes at gmail.com, D-I-C-K-S-N-J-A-N-E-S at gmail.com. If you're listening to this and you have not yet given me your name and address, and yet you want a copy, and after I send that to you, I will be sending you by email a very, very neat uh, PayPal request for payment uh, that I've uh, I hooked up, and it's beautiful. It's really, really neat. To uh, It's, man... If you're doing, I, I didn't have tools like that. Barnacle Bill used to go door to door or hand over a newsletter and say, "Come on, it's time to cough up," and people give him five bucks or rarely ten bucks. Sometimes we hit people up for twenty for past years of subscription. And uh, when we did the Zine from uh, 1994 to 2003, more than just over three thousand dollars was spent producing it, mailing it, putting the envelopes, everything else, copying it. And $3,000 came in. We broke even after a uh, $100 contribution from my company. Broke even. And I would like the same to happen to this one. So that's why I'm saying, if you like it, send in the money. I've made it easy. PayPal, automatic deposit into my bank account. And uh, it helps me cover the cost. So that's it. I'm going to end right there. Boy, oh boy, lots going on. I'm going to go and pick up a very nice uh, tuna sub for my son and I to share. Uh, And then I'm going to mark a few more papers, and then I'm going to head downtown to the uh, Central Bar. You might be hearing from me again. Bye for now. Hey, Mark. Yeah, Tim? I got something I got to say. Oh, well, tell me all about it. Johnny's in the basement mixing up the medicine And I'm on the pavement thinking about the government The man in the trench coat badge out laid off Says he got a bad cough and wants to get it paid off Look out, kid, it's something you did God knows when, but you're doing it again You better duck down the alleyway and looking for a new friend of man In the coonskid cap in the pig pen He wants $11 bills and you only got 10 Fleet foot, face full of black soot, talking at the heat, put plants in the bed, but the phone's tapped in. Anyway, Maggie says the man, he say they must bust an early mayor's orders from the DA. Look out, kid, no matter what you did, or walk on your tiptoes, don't try to know those. Better stay away from those that carry around the fire hose. Keep a clean nose and watch your plain clothes. You don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. Get well, hang around the ink well, ring the bell. Hard to tell if anything ain't gonna sell. Try hard, get barred, get back, write braille, get jailed, jump bail. Join the army if you fail. Look out, kid, you're gonna get hit. But users, cheaters, six-time losers, I hang around the theaters. Girl by the whirlpool looking for a new fool. Don't follow leaders and watch your parking meters. Yeah. Keep warm, short pants, romance, learn to dance. Get dressed, get blessed, try to be a success. Please her, please him, buy gifts. Don't steal, don't lift. 20 years of school and then they put you on a day shift. Look out, kid. You keep it all hid. Better jump down a manhole. Light yourself a candle. Don't wear sandals. Try to avoid a scandal. Don't want to be a bum. You better chew gum. The pump won't work because the vandals took the handle. You know what I mean, man? Well, I know exactly what you mean, Perfect beginning. That was the intern. She was driving by. It looked like a red Prius or something. Wow. 
She's some lady. We uh, just uh, finished our little meeting, gathering, friendshipping uh, in the uh, central. And I'm out on the sidewalk now, sitting on a little bench of sorts. And uh, thought this was the perfect time to start, or to continue this podcast, because uh, I'm in a different frame of mind. I lived on this street in 1975. It is now 2015, so holy Christ, eh, 40 years ago? Um, Markham. My first place when I first moved to Toronto, and was going to be a writer back in the... uh, Back then, 1975, after our Yukon summer. And, uh, yeah, moved to Toronto. And I'm sitting right uh, between, well, very close to Honest Ed's. And I was just telling the intern that I still have the first spoon I ever bought there in 1975 when I had that little um, top floor of an old house uh, run by an Italian family with a little... uh, you know, fridge in the hallway and uh, just two rooms in the very top. And mine was overlooking. I could see the CN Tower still being built in the distance. I'm pretty sure that's true when I say that. I knew I could see it, but I think it was still, it was not completed then. And uh, had the notebooks, had the pens, and was going to write that first book. And did do something. Took a wonderful picture of myself. I still have from that point, which I really like. You know, the hat on and uh, a cool-looking Ken at the time. That's what I thought. And uh, anyway, ended up, as you know, some of you getting my first teaching job. Realized no, writing is too hard. I think I gave up on the first day and uh, got a job teaching at Lord Dufferin's Cabbage Town. Just helping, helping a teacher, teacher's aide kind of thing, uh, which was great. It was exciting. It was fun. And I think maybe it set me on the path of teaching for a career. Uh, what would I have been? 28, I guess. Let's see, I was 28. Uh, yeah, 28. Um, it was a good time. And, but it, it's just interesting that all this time later, you know, holy shit, 40 years later, uh, here I am hanging out at the Central, well, tonight anyway, uh, just up the street, you know. You wouldn't have known back then it would have been a bar. All this was Ed Mervish territory, you know, and uh, all the bookstores. And, of course, all that's changed. Its day has passed the same way Honest Ed's will be closing. Anyway, I went in tonight. I was I was on my way to meet the intern and uh, thought, damn, you know, I need envelopes and I forgot to get them at Staples. And I bet you Honest Ed has envelopes. And I walked the full length of the store along, the store along Bloor. And if you know this building, if you, I mean, if you don't, I mean, otherwise, if you know the building, all you're seeing is bright lights and garish signs and jokes and, and just this, you know, it's not even neon. It's just flashing bulbs and things that uh, makes up Honest Ed's. Ah. And so anyway, I thought, well, they're going to have envelopes. And sure enough, as I got to the last window, ooh, it's open and it looks like there's envelopes in there. And in I went, so I bought 30 envelopes. I, had, I should have bought 36, stupidly I bought 30 because I thought, well, maybe I'll get them cheaper somewhere else. But 30 I thought should take care of the first mailings of the Dixon Janes. So a little part of my story tonight is the very envelope that some of you listening to this podcast might be receiving in the mail. Some of you listening to this podcast will receive one of the envelopes that's in the pack in my back that I'm carrying with me, the ones I bought tonight at Honest Ed's. You'll be receiving an Honest Ed's envelope with your copy of Dixon Jane's Volume 20, Number 1. I'm very proud of it. I am very happy that I went back and did this. Like, this is... This is good. It's good for me. I gave Janine... I gave... Erase that. The intern. Uh, her first copy. The first copy that uh, anybody has got because she was the first person I met. And so it was quite wonderful. On a day of a new prime minister and holy shit... This is all so special. Um, A celebration of friendship. Friendship is the most important thing you can have. And um, there's a part of me that would like to get that message 
to the church. We talked about the church because uh, the intern also goes to United Church, and their church voted against my church, saying, or our church, I should say, forgive me, uh, saying, no, that doesn't belong in the United Church. They're not following the rules. And, of course, our church takes great umbrage at this and says, yes, we certainly do. Who, who are you to define what the United Church is? Where's the conversation here? So all that's very valid and very good, and I'm feeling very, very good right now. In this little celebration, in a a special connection with a special friend. I I do admire and like very much the intern. And uh, it was just that little extra effort to try and schedule something in, schedule something in, because she's a very busy woman. She does many, many things. There are many parts to her. But the level of conversation is always good and fun and intimate in a nice way, and uh, over a couple of beer, some wings. And uh, then deciding, no, we don't have to have a party night. We can just have a nice, quiet evening, good conversation, good catch-up, and then uh, be on our way so that we're not suffering, and we can do it again sometime, knowing each time we meet doesn't have to be a party and you get too drunk, which in the past has happened. Uh, So what I did do is, is, well, I did have a G in my pocket, which I didn't light up the uh, time I went out with Brent because I didn't have the lighter. And um, she said, well, I can't because I'm driving, but uh, why don't I come out with you and you do it? And I'm sitting on the bench now where I did just light up that J, just, uh, you know, half an hour ago. Has it been that long? 20 minutes maybe? Ago. And uh, enjoyed very much. And, uh, of course, still am. And, uh, yeah, in a land that uh, our prime minister has promised would uh, would legalize this medicinal herb. So that's a, that's a good thing. means I no longer have to. I, not that I ever really did hide it much uh, anyway. But uh, I think it's a, a, good, a good move. Interesting to see how it works out and what the actual rules and deals are. Uh, well, we don't want to get into politics, do we? Because that's, that's where this conversation would be leading. But it is it's a big change, and I, and I know I should feel happier than I am. And the, and the message I do want to get to my students is, hey, no tanks, no guns, no shooting, no snipers, no uh, intimidation, no bouncers at the door. This is an open vote Canada, and Canada decided we don't like Stephen Harper all that much for the way he's talking. We, 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 we get... We get multiculturalism, and uh, you know, it almost like he's almost a, uh, you know, what, what's the figure who betrayed Jesus? The um, what's his name? <laughs> How terrible to forget that the guy who took the silver. You know who I mean? I, it wasn't Pontius Pilate had him crucified, but the guy Judas, 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 of course. Uh, that maybe Harper had to play the role of a Judas to get us back on track, to get us saying, hey. To get us more actively involved a little bit, to get people more people aware and thinking, hey, what are what are our values? What do we believe in? And uh, that's partly why I'm very glad that I did include a lot of little bits of history in this uh, in this zine that uh, I'm so excited about. That uh, I guess we should drop that subject too. Some of you are going to get a little impatient, but hey, I, you know, sometimes you need time to toot your own horn. And what I'm most excited about is the the confluence, the the blending together of the print and the audio of uh, a life I have here as a podcaster. And uh, and gee, here's something else entirely different and seemingly unrelated at all, except it shares the same name, Dixon Jane's of uh, some prints, some things to read that other people have written. And part of it is really about, again, friendship and community. Right? That's, that's really the essence of it. And uh, I hope that becomes more clear to people. All right, all right, all right, enough preaching. I uh, probably should. You can hear guys rapping on the corner. They're having fun doing that. And I'm going to uh, hop on the subway and be on my way. So it was nice sharing this little bit of time with you. I hope you understood where I'm coming from. Uh, kind of a happy space. Happy to have had, uh, to have lit up and had a J. And I thought, you know, I could just go walk next door down the road to the Victory Cafe and probably get a very good pint there, uh, something dark. Uh, it's not that I need it. Yeah, no, I got a beer at home. I think the better thing is just, no, hey, man, you've had your, you've had your two beers. Same with Brent. Yeah, two beers, fine. Out you go. Back home. 
and uh, that's what we'll do. So let me uh, put this on my shoulder, and I'll walk past this group while I'm recording, because maybe uh, they've probably just finished anyway, but maybe you'd hear a little bit of local local color, because it's special. Well, that's too bad. Walking past the central right now. They got an outdoor deck and chairs, and that's great. And then there's an upstairs open area part. It's just an old house, and it's great. It's really a good bar, and it's become uh, it's, it's sort of up there with the favorite list. In fact, I placed an ad in Dixon Jeans for the central. I'm so glad I included that. Again, I, I want to thank. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. I want to thank the people who didn't write in and didn't contribute this issue. And I mean that sincerely, because it gave me so much more room to put in stuff that I wanted and I liked and I thought was important. And uh, so it gave me a tremendous amount of freedom. But I'm hoping that the, the, the way the game works is that uh, as more people write in, I have less say, and that's good too, because I won't want to keep doing that. Uh, so the encouragement is for you to say, okay, I've read the first issue. Here's what I think, or uh, here's something I'd like to share with you, or uh, whatever it is you feel like in any way inclined. I think we're going to see something from the intern in the next issue. I'm sure John Meadows will be back. I'm sure Jason with an O or a J or whatever it is he's got, uh, he'll be back. Perhaps Jason with an E as well. Uh, So, you know, there may be, you know, it's it's only four times a year anyway, so uh, you can have your own regular column. How'd that be? All right. I'm uh, going to sign off now and uh, continue on my way to grab the subway back from Bathurst all the way to uh, Kennedy, the end. I'm going to get on a 116 or an 86 bus, and then I get in my car on the Gold Station parking lot. You know all about that, don't you? Yeah. Jackets, $14.99. Oh, my God. There's a lot of ugliness that goes with... Uh, this place, but no dresses for $18.99, second floor, yep. Apple mugs, $3.96. No, they just got, oh, they're just disgusting, horrible. Shoes, boots, seeds, plants, toothbrush, Tampax, everything you need. Jackets, holy Christ, sizes X to XL, $14.99. Ed's bargains, ladies, teens, misses, 15% waterfowl feathers, 5% down blend. Make it sound good. Yeah. All right. This is a little bit of Toronto history, honest Ed's. I mean, again, if I'm, there's very few listeners probably who are actually from Toronto who listen to this podcast. Not many. And uh, those few of you or any past visitors to Toronto would know exactly what this is all about. A bargain centre like this, bargain centre like this, happens once in a lifetime. Oh, yeah. Come in and get lost. That's right on the corner of uh, Bathurst and Bloor, where we are now. Oh, I gotta grab this street. Possibly hear my flap walk. Uh, Janine, oh, the intern, said, uh, "Hey, promise me you gotta do something with your health. You gotta, you gotta get walking again properly." And I appreciate that uh, that little push. I don't know what it'll take for me to do that. Only 15 minutes. I thought I'd been going on for 20. Here's another green. Walking across the streetcar tracks. You know what I could do? I could take a long way home. I could take this in the opposite direction, go to Broadview... No, that's actually, it was on the way home. Get off of... Oh, well, no, 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 no. Sorry, I thought I was past... I could take a streetcar and uh, have a little ride at night. It's beautiful. It's such a beautiful city at night. But uh, we don't need to do that. Sorry, bear with me. Okay. Approaching the back, beginning to hurt already. Um, something has to be done. Something has to be done. I just have no idea what or how. The intern suggested yoga. And I just sort of waved my hands and said, I don't even, uh, I don't even know. I gotta get my ticket out. 
about five. Let's see where they are. Shit. Oh my god. Don't know where I put them. Oh, I reached my, my, my wrist is vibrating. That means I've hit 6,000 steps today. Oh, I bought five tickets. And uh, can't find them there. I guess this part's kind of boring. Maybe, maybe everybody should stop here. I was going to drag you all the way down to the subway to get... Oh, God damn it. Like, I can't find the fucking tickets. Come on, guy. There's the ten bucks. Where are the tickets to go with it? What a change. Uh, this is what happens. You get old, you know? You start losing... Where the fuck would I put that? Come on, guys. Give me a break. Nope. Try my wallet again. Is, uh, this is what happens when you get a little high, you get a little stupid. Okay, now I'm really, really starting to get pissed off here. Because I want those fucking tickets that I'm wasting all the time. What's this? Oh, fucking card. This is painful for you because it's really painful for me, believe me. Like, hey, come on, man, just give me my fucking tickets. Quit, quit this fucking game, I don't like it. Did I forget to take them? I noticed I've already, I looked at the clip preceding this, and I thought, oh, shit, we're already up to an hour, and I want to keep it short. But I need, you know, you need an ending. You need something to, not necessarily tie it together, but to <laughs> put that dot there and say, bam, all right, this is it. See you next week. And I guess I could have stopped right there, but I needed to say something, too. I just mailed the first batch of Dixon Chain zines out. I guess that's all I've talked about on this podcast. 
Uh, gave the first one out last night to the intern, as I mentioned, and uh, then mailed another. 17 to Canada, 3 to the States, and 2 overseas. So uh, that's what I've done today. I've got others. I'm waiting for confirmation, waiting on addresses. Uh, a few people I mailed them to, even though they didn't request them. And the rest of you, uh, anybody listening to this who is interested, uh, the only way you're going to get one is if you uh, bother to contact me and say, hey, Ken, here's my address. Send me on it. Send me a copy, please. Don't bother waiting for the PDF or the online version because there ain't one and there ain't going to be one. Um, I guess that's about it. I'm keeping very careful track of the expenses, how much this is costing. I am going to be sending out invoices. Oh, yeah. And then you decide whether you want to pay or not get any more. That'll be your choice. Uh, and that's just to cover costs. I mean, the postage today, holy shit, almost $4 for uh, overseas. That's just ridiculous. And... Uh, Dollar twenty Canada plus tax. That's it's a lot. It adds up. All right. Anyway, I'm not going to go on about that. Uh, other than to say, it's been a very satisfying experience. The only problem is I haven't done anything else. I've got. I did what I have to do, which is mark papers, enter the grades. Absolutely must do it, and that's all I've done. And the rest of the time is devoted to just this, you know, and. Making a paper and figuring out, well, how do you print out mailing labels? You know, I forget. And everything takes so much longer as you get older. Well, if you listen to this, you'll know how much how long it took me just to find the tickets I bought. Of course, I was stoned then, so that doesn't count. Uh, oh, man. And it's always the first place where you go to check and you just didn't check properly. There's something weird about that, a brain malfunction. Honey, just allow me one more chance to get along with you. Honey, just allow me one more chance to do anything for you. While well, I'm walking down the road with my head in my hand, I'm looking for a woman needs a worried man. It's just a one kind favor I'll ask you. Allow me just a one more chance. Honey, just allow me one more chance to ride your airplane. Honey, just allow me one more chance to ride your passenger train. I've been looking all over for a girl like you. I can't find nobody, so you'll have to do this. Just a one kind favor I ask you. Allow me just one more chance. Just allow me one more chance to get along with you. Honey, just allow me one more chance to do anything for you. Oh, yeah, looking for a woman that ain't one old man. Just looking for a needle that's lost in the sand. Just a one kind favor. I ask you, love me just one more chance. Yeah. <laughs>